Hello and welcome to part two of our Rugby World Cup preview show here on University Radio Bath with Owen Mitter and Morgan Roberts. We're going to look at some of the unselected players uh, in the squads for this year's World Cup, whether that's through injury or if they've just been snubbed by the coaches. Um, It'll also be interesting to see which nations these players we've selected come from. Um, If we go through position by position then, starting with the props. Uh, I've gone for Rob Evans and Samson Lee, of both of Wales. Yes, I've gone for um, Rob Evans as well, and Owen Franks, who's um, the, the New Zealand... He's got over a hundred caps. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's a really experienced player, and they've chosen to leave him out. I'm, I'm not. I think it's something to do. with he's recently finished his contract in New Zealand, and he's coming over to um, Northampton. I'm not sure if that's got something to do with it because they have a similar rule to a lot of countries these days, where you have to be playing yeah. in the country to be selected. But he's not actually. I think it would. His move to Northampton would make him ineligible in the future. Yes. But he does seem to have just been dropped for this one. So I think the what S- Steve Hansen was thinking about was to then select uh, the likes of Angus Tarval, for instance. Like okay. They wanted a yeah. bit more b- mobility around the park. Um, and Owen Franks, he has is the has the longest record for not scoring a try <laughs> in an international match. Right, one hundred and eight yeah. caps, and he hasn't scored one. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I, and I, but I don't think that's the reason why he was not selected. I think that he he was just. Someone who, you know, he was a solid scrummager, but I think that the All Blacks just wanted to then have solid scrummagers or slightly under-par scrummagers in comparison to Franks, but were more More versatile, yeah. 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 But yeah, those two Wales props, you think they're surely a big miss. They are a massive miss. Uh, For instance, Rhys Carey, you know, he's going to get a few caps and then he's going to go off to Saracens and he'll be illegible. Yeah, You know, Whereas for those two, I think that for me, they would have been starting for me. Yeah, it's a funny one. Um, it's a funny one. Hooker. Uh, I've gone for the arch enemy, Dylan Hartley. <laughs> <laughs> the arch enemy. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Tarfu Polotonau uh, of Australia. Okay. Um, I just to put it out there. My knowledge of the Southern Hemisphere isn't as good as the Northern Hemisphere. So <laughs> the ones I we mentioned about the teams we've gone for, mine are mostly Northern Hemisphere. That's fine. That's but, um, absolutely fine. Yeah, Dylan Hartley. I think. Yeah, it's probably it's a case of injuries, and I think he is a bit past it. But he, he was captain of England for a number of years, and is a is a voice in that squad. But I think it's part of Eddie Jones's his his remake of trying to kick out the um, the nonsense, the sort of no nonsense attitude, isn't it? It's uh, anyone who's potentially going to cause any trouble, he wants out of that squad. Yeah, and then if you look at England's other uh, hookers. Um, you know Jamie George, even given even though his age, he's still going to get a loss of caps. Yeah, I'm, I I really do have question marks over Luke Cow and Dickey's abilities. Uh, Jack Singleton, I think, is a very very good prospect. Um, but for instance, he had Tom Dunn in the training camps of Bath. He had Tommy Taylor of Wasps, and he select and he hasn't selected those guys, uh, and he went for Cow and Dickey instead. So mm. I think that you know it's a tricky one. But to Alfred Pilotta now. They are missing a lot of experience. Uh, it's a mouthful, that, that isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, um, they are missing a lot of experience in this side, and he's a very, very solid um, scrummager and line-out thrower. Um, 
but I still but then again with the what with the guys who Australia want to go for I think that they're still looking for the Stephen Moore replacement really so yeah uh, second rows um, so I've gone for Felix Lambe the uh, the Frenchman he started four out of the five Six yes, Nations matches this year. He did. Um, but he's not made the cut, so he's gone from a starter to a... Uh, Being dropped. Yeah, it's interesting. And I've also gone for Devon Toner, the yeah, Irishman. Yeah. Um, I think very very strong in the air and a, a, a good, um, very good loose player. But, uh, yeah, interesting, he, he's he's not made it. It just shows the, the strength and depth these sides have, I guess, Yeah, isn't it? I think <laughs> that with Devon Toner, it was the case that Ireland thought that he was gonna, going to get... Uh, a ban because of of a tackle that right, he made okay. against yeah. Wales and Cardiff, and mm. and it and it proved to be the case. So they then thought, well, if he's going to be banned and we can't use him, then we will use. May as well open up the squad yeah, space, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they went with uh, a South African-born Irish lock, whose name escapes me for a little bit. Uh, I've gone with uh, some people who I think are a little bit outside of the box. Uh, Richie Gray of Scotland. Oh, yeah. And Will Skelton of Australia. Has Richie Gray been involved in the Scotland setup lately? This year, no, he hasn't. No, but think, I yeah. still think that, um, given the lack of it of experienced heads, um, and he's also a very very good work rate player with mm. alongside his brother Johnny. Yeah. I think that you know, okay, he might be enjoying himself in Toulouse in the south of France, but I think that he is a big loss. Will Skelton, you know, Nick White, for instance, he signed on with a contract. I can't remember which Australian side. It might be the Rebels, um, who um, he signed on with them so that he can then be part of the squad. I was very surprised that Will Skelton didn't do the same. Uh, maybe there was just some bad vibes between him and Michael Checker, yeah. and he then just decided, you know what, I'm going to sign on for Saracens for two more years uh, because Australia have exactly the same rule as Wales that they have to have sixty or more caps to then play outside. Um, the country um, so I think that um, you know it was very very interesting I think that he didn't do that to then make himself available because he was a revelation for Saris yeah um, so yeah I think I think that back row yeah so I've gone for well Fall- Tower 8 I think he would have been a you know a shoe in for Wales yeah, but obviously obviously is injured um, yeah but it it's interesting it does give other players the chance to to sort of put themselves on show. Moriarty, exactly, whose father and uncle featured in the fir- very first um, third place playoff between Wales and Australia. There's there's your fact <laughs> <laughs> fact of the day. <laughs> I've also gone um, two Irishmen actually, um, Sean O'Brien who is injured as well. Yeah, um, and then. I think someone who a lot of people thought would go go straight in, given that Sean O'Brien injury, is um, Jordy Murphy. Yeah. Um, but he seems to have missed out as well. Yeah, he has, and I think that that's really really sad for Murphy, because he's because he is a bit of a workhorse. But I think I think that for me, I still think of him as a better player than Reese Ruddock. Yeah. Um, well, he's Reese Ruddock's the one who's gone in instead, isn't it? And yeah, I guess maybe not as exp- well. I don't think either of them have got that many caps, but. Reese Rodick seems to, in my mind, he's not as experienced as Murphy. He's um, a little bit more of a squad player, but yeah. he, he's been given the the chance to to go and um, impress on the biggest stage, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Who have you gone for? Uh, I have gone for Facundo Issa of Argentina. Oh yeah, 
is he's he's playing in France. Right? Yeah, he's playing for Toulon. Yeah, but I think that the the Argentinians were crazy to miss him out. But I think they have a similar rule as well, right? You got to play in Argentina or no? They can. No? I think that they can select uh, their squads. Uh, for instance, Juan Moff plays for Racing ninety two. Okay. Um, I think that you know it's really a case that I think that they really missed a trick there. Um, my six and seven. Gone for two Harlequins boys. Actually, I've gone for Alex Dombrandt and yeah. uh, Chris Robshaw. Uh, Robshaw, yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, again, another former captain of England. Yeah, another former captain. I yeah. think that he is definitely the person. He is definitely a person that if Owen Farrell uh, and George Ford for England were to go down, they need to they need to have another leader. Within yeah, that squad. yeah, yeah. Who, who's the who's the captain for England going into Owen Farrell? Owen Farrell, yeah, yeah, and then George Ford. Um, was made captain when Farrell wasn't playing. Okay. So I think yeah. that um, um, you know if you then discount those two, Joe Launchbury could be considered in that regard. But I still think that Chris Robshaw um, is a bit higher in that respect. Yeah. Um, so I think both of those players offered something brilliant. You know, and Alex Dombrand, he was in the training squad, and then he got replaced by Lewis Lewis Ludlam of Northampton. Yeah, I'm not sure where that's come from. No, nor have I really. But so, it's the way of Eddie Jones. Yeah, <laughs> which comes on to my halfbacks really. But. Yeah, moving across the halfbacks, uh, who have you got at nine and ten? Who's your unselected? Uh, Danny Kerr and Danny Cipriani. Yeah, I think those those were the obvious two, weren't they? Yeah. I've I've tried to go for something a little bit more out there. I think at nine you could have had Kerr, you could have had Reese Webb. Yeah. I've gone for Morgan Parra. Yeah. Um, I think. So I'm assuming. Um, who's who's the I put the wrong thing down. I here. think you've got um, for France you have uh, Dupont, Serrat. And I'm trying to think of if they did pick a third French scrum half. Um, so Dupont, Serrat, and there was someone else, but I can't quite remember. I'll find it now. <laughs> I, it's gonna, it's gonna annoy us. So we'll we may as well find it. Yes, it's a good Wikipedia article here on the on the Rugby World Cup squads. That's so true. Yes, it's very useful. Other other websites are, are available. Machinot, they've got Machinot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to be fair, those three scrum halves. They are amazing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Paha, I think it, he is just unlucky given yeah. his age too. Uh, and then for ten, at ten, I've gone for Gareth Anscombe. Yeah. Um, he did. He did pick up a really nasty a, injury. An injury. So, you know, it's it's the it's the way of the world sometimes. But it I is, feel yeah. like he he would have been, as we said before, a shoe in for Wales, similar to to Falcao if if um, he hadn't done so. so. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Cipriani's your non-injured sort of snub, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I I think that he really does offer something different. And for me, as a, if I was coaching a side, you would want to have two tens that operate completely differently. Yeah. Uh, to really change a side. So, for instance, in England, Wales, you have Owen Farrell and Dan Bigger. Yeah. And then you have Danny Cipriani and and Gareth Hanscom. I th- well, I suppose the England backup fly off is is forward. It is, but yeah. It's the same thing again, isn't it? Really, it's so, exactly my point. The only question mark over Cipriani is his um, his attitude and his is off the field. He's he's been again, as I mentioned before, with Eddie Jones's clear out of the troublemakers. Is is he potentially one of those um, in in a squad? I think. Well, in the past, I think you could say yes, 
but I don't think that that was the case this season. I think that he really matured. He played extremely well for Gloucester. Uh, he got player of the season. I say, played Premiership Player of the Year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And I think that you know you really want to have an X factor, and realistically, Cipriani, I genuinely think, is the closest thing to any northern that northern any northern hemisphere side has to Bowden Barrett. Yeah, you're I, right. Yeah. I think it, it's not too bold a statement to make yeah. in that respect. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. him not going is a issue I think for me it's like Eddie for goodness sake what are you doing <laughs> wingers yeah. wingers okay um, I've got um, Cordero for yeah. Argentina yeah play, I play also, for the Chiefs I also have him um, I think yeah like we, we said maybe Argentina haven't got that they've not got a selection policy but I do feel him moving away I forget who he was playing for before but him moving away from Argentina it has alienated him a bit from the squad Maybe, but I think, but I still think that you know it's just a genuine brain fart from those coaches. To be honest, not to pick Issa and not yeah. to pick Cordero, who is one of the most really impressive players in the last World Cup. Yeah, and I think that he is a big loss for Argentina. I think that you know their wingers they are good, but I think that then they the that. Cordero is just something else. And who have you gone for for your other wing? I got uh, Teddy Thomas down. Ah, for yes. France. <laughs> I think I was just looking at his try record. Actually, he's got ten tries in sixteen tests, which is pretty good. No, that's, that's that's pretty. That's as good as any uh, winger. Well, uh, you know, most of the top wingers out there. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's missed out. Just missed out, and um, he'll be hoping for someone to get injured, I guess, and to to, well, to score yeah, an extra yeah. place in that camp. I have gone for Chris Ashton. Okay, yeah. I think I didn't realise he wasn't in the squad. Yeah, he wasn't in the squad. Yeah. I think that he is an ultimate poacher. I think yeah. that he is really quick. I think that England are not lacking too much for speed, what with the likes of Noel, um, Johnny May, Anthony Watson, yeah. Elliot Daly. So they're not lacking too much in pace, but I just still think that Ashton has the killer instinct. Mm. Um, so he is a bit of a miss, I think. And then fullback. Uh, a fullback, I've got uh, Tom Banks from Australia. He's not included in the squad? No. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting because I thought he was. <laughs> All right, I'm going to check now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's check. Where's uh, Australia? Australia. Um, okay, and he'll be fullback? No, he's not. He's not there. Well, I never. And that is something I knew that Morgan didn't know. <laughs> Blimey. Yeah. Australia, why have you done that, Michael Checker? Who knows, who knows. He's a, he's a brilliant runner, runner, Tom Banks. All I can say is I think... Would it experience count against him? Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. It's a lack of versatility, perhaps. Yeah. He's looking for more versatile players. He's got... But he's got Adam Ashley Cooper back in the squad. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Cooper, wing and fullback, I suppose. Haylett Petty, fullback and wing. Reese Hodge can cover any position yeah, in the backfield. Yeah, he's got some versatile backs, and I think he's. Yeah, you're right. There is. It's probably a. It's a, it's a big oversight. I think. Yeah, because that's what we there. There has been this theme in a lot of the World Cup squads is this versatility rather than an out and out player. I mean, it's a, it's a long tournament. You know, it's yeah. it's nearly six weeks. Uh, plus the sort of uh, the the pre training of yeah. three four weeks, uh, and even before that, it's it's a it's a long time to to be involved, and you've you've got to have that that depth depth in your squad, 
and the ability to switch around. You do, yeah. Who have you gone for at fullback? <laughs> Alex Good. Oh, okay. Um, I know that he wasn't included in England's. He hasn't been included in England's. A lot of English players. Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, England features, uh, I, in terms of my team overall, nearly half are English. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that Alex Good, again, similar to Danny Cipriani, is he's a great player. He won European Player of the Year. Mm. He's a fantastic player on the ball, very elusive, and he offers something different in attack. And I think that Elliot Daly, he is not at his best at fullback. Yeah. I think that he's best at either outside centre or wing. Um, and obviously, you're going to have Elliot Daly if he can kick a ball over 70 metres. <laughs> yeah. um, to kick a penalty I think you, you'll you be stupid not to include a player like that yeah but I think as a fullback, he's just as productive not the best if, they, they can as offer, productive if not worse than Mike Brown yeah so <laughs> I think that he is but then again where do you put him because of the brilliant likes of Anthony Watson and Jack Noel and Johnny May yeah, yeah. so but I still think that Alex Good would you know, if you want an out and out fullback, he's really good, and he can also play ten as well as mm. he has done for Saracens in the past. So the last two places we've got are the centres. Oh yes, yeah, so we've completely we've, we've gone over that. Skipped we? those. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, my twelve and thirteen. I've got Ben Teo. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. And uh, Hugh Jones. Yes. Scotland. I've also selected Hugh Jones as yeah. one of my centres. I think he's. Again, a very good try record. Yeah, ten tries in twenty-three tests. Yeah. Very, very strong ball carrier. Yeah, I was, I was really surprised why Scotland didn't pick him. And uh, Teo, I guess, well, he was involved with an altercation with Mike Brown. Yeah, he was. Uh, again, Eddie Jones trying to crush any indiscipline. That seems to be the theme here. But mm. he's he's a, he's an outstanding player and a, and a, and a great uh, inside centre. And uh, he will be gutted to miss out on the squad. He will be, but to be honest, I never really rated him that highly. I don't know why he was selected on the Lions tour. Um, I think that, you know, it's just, for me, he wasn't there. Um, I initially wrote in another kind of... <laughs> Some scribbles here. That I, I, I initially wrote in one player that I thought that would offer that versatility at 12, yeah. but could do it at 10 as well. And that's Owen Williams, mm. who has represented Wales in the past, and he hasn't been involved in the squad no, since Abby Parks' inclusion. He's not been around for a long time now. So I think, but I, but I think that if Owen Williams moves back to Wales, I think that he could be a massive asset. Yeah. But I've written down Langi Namape of New Zealand. Right. Um, who I think that, you know, he was so destructive on the Lions tour. I think yeah. that New Zealand are crazy to go with him, to be honest. I think that Ryan Crotty has been the player in which people have then gone, oh, really, you know, is he worth his inclusion in the squad? He does stuff very, very well. It's just that he's been injured for a very long time. And Steve Hansen wants to put his trust in his players. But I honestly think that Lanin Lamape is a similar player to Manu Tuelangi in the sense that he's going to attract three guys at one time. And if you were to just simply do a miss pass, you know, fix the eyes on Lamape, but actually do it at the back to um, whoever the outside centre may be, whether it be Anton Leonard-Brown mm. or Ben Smith, for instance. You do it to those guys, and Lamarpe is a massive a weapon. Yeah. Um, so for me, he... And, you know, m- most people would think, oh, New Zealand will have the perfect squad. 
they still have very very big names that have been left out and yeah. Franks as well as you mentioned yeah. earlier yeah. but well very interesting I think that about rounds it off for tonight yes I think it does <laughs> yes so the Rugby World Cup will be available to everyone to watch in the UK on ITV uh, the first game between Japan and Russia is happening just before lunchtime I think around about 11 o'clock or so mm. um, so All nice early matches yes nice early starts 5.45 I think some matches yeah <laughs> they do so uh, better get the beers in early yeah. um, but um, you know it's going to be hosted in Japan I think it's going to be a fantastic World Cup um and um, hopefully we'll be able to bring you more uh, during Freshers' yeah, Week. Yeah, I think it'll probably be Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday next Freshers' week. week. Do join us for a live show, uh, the rugby show on University Radio Bath. Um, I think we'll, if you get us on, on Facebook, make sure you give URB a like on Facebook and and have a follow on Instagram. We'll post more on there to keep you up to date. Absolutely. And we're also, in terms of us two, uh, for future stuff, we're going to be commentating on the... Um, Bath Cardiff fixture, so the University of Bath hosting the University of Cardiff at the Rec on the 16th of October. Um, please do make sure that you get uh, your tickets. They are free, but you have to book, uh, get them online <laughs> in order to then purchase them. Uh, so do make sure that you get that. It's a great gig. It was a great gig when uh, Leeds Beckett played there last year, and I'm sure that it's going to be a great effort yeah, when really good day uh, when Cardiff come down to town. Um, but that's all from this evening. So. As the world comes to the land of the rising sun, we expect for some fireworks.